0: Welcome to the Craft Brewery Finance Podcast, where we combine beer and numbers to provide you with tips, tactics, and strategies to improve financial results in your brewery. I'm your host, Carrie Shumway, a CPA, CFO for a brewery, and a former CFO for a beer distributor. I've spent the last 20 years using finance to help improve financial results in our beer business, and now I'm helping other craft breweries do the same. Are you ready to take your brewery financial results to the next level? Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Craft Brewery Finance Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to talk about financing basics. So, whether you're looking to finance a startup brewery or expand your existing brewery or just buy new equipment, I think this information will be useful for you as we talk about basically how to finance the purchases of each of those items. So, we're going to talk about basic loan terms, types of loan structures and give you an example of a brewery expansion loan structure. So financing or borrowing money requires that you're going to have to work with a lender. And for the purposes of today's podcast, we're going to talk about working with banks, commercial banks specifically. So when you're working with banks, it requires a working knowledge of how loans work and really how your banker thinks what they're going to need from you and ultimately how the bank how the institution approves loans and what they're what they're going to be looking for. So in this podcast we want to look at basic loan terminology and again different types of loan structures so you can get the best loan arrangement possible for your brewery project. So if you want further details and resources on this topic, basically how to how to borrow money for your brewery and how to how to structure a loan, how to work with your banker, check out craftbreweryfinance.com. And there's lots of free resources there, premium resources as well. And if you haven't done so already, you can sign up for the world-famous Craft Brewery Finance newsletter. Just go to the website and click on sign up, and that'll take you right there. So for starters, we're going to talk about basic loan terms. So as the name implies, some of these terms that I'm going to cover are pretty basic, may be common knowledge for you. Others may be a little bit more foreign. Others you may have heard of and you're not quite sure what they ever meant, so we're going to run through each of these. I think it's good to get a grounding in what these terms are because these are the language of your banker, so it helps to understand what they're saying to you and then obviously you, so you can understand how to, how to put together a good loan structure. So first this term of loan-to-value. So loan-to-value is basically the amount the bank is going to loan you Relative to the value of the asset that they're lending against. So, for example, if you're looking to purchase a $2 million building for your brewery, the bank isn't going to lend you the whole thing, but they're going to keep the loan to value ratio somewhere in the 70 to 80%. So, for example, they'll lend you 70 to 80% of the value of that building for your brewery. So, on a $2 million valued building, they'll lend you somewhere in the neighborhood of $1.6 million. So the remainder is the amount that you've got to come up with. Now, that's the equity that you'll have to put into a deal like that. So again, loan to value basically represents how much money the bank is going to lend to you relative to the value of the asset that they're lending against. The next is principal. So your loan principle. Always a tough one to spell. Principle is Like your principal in elementary school with a -A P-A-L at the end. The principal was always your pal. So the principal is basically the amount that's borrowed on the loan and the amount that's still outstanding. Next is one you're all familiar with, and that's interest and interest expense. So if you want to make yourself sick, you can look at how much interest you're going to pay over the course of your loan. And interest is the amount that you pay for the privilege of borrowing money and that interest is presented in terms of an interest rate five percent six percent and that's computed um, as a percentage of the amount of principal that's outstanding. So there's a variety of interest rate benchmarks that are going to be used to establish what your rate will be sometimes it's pegged off the prime rate or this concept called LIBOR or the bank's internal cost of funds. These rates may also be expressed not as a percentage, like 5%, that makes sense to everybody, but a lot of times bankers will use the term basis points. A basis point is basically one hundredth of a percent. So if you talk about 1%, that's 100 basis points. If you talk about 1.25%, that's 125 basis points. I don't know why they do it this way, but they do. So basis points is often used when talking about Uh, the interest rate. So your credit rating, uh, the collateral, a variety of other factors are going to influence what the rate is that you're going to get. But ultimately, the rate is usually pegged off of um, some sort of benchmark. So understand what that benchmark is and how it's ultimately going to affect the cost of your loan. So taken together, principal and interest makes up the amount of your monthly payment on the loan. So this is Principal and interest are also referred to as P and I. So just like you have a, a home mortgage, the monthly payment stays the same each month, but the amount of the principal and interest are going to fluctuate based on the amount of the remaining principal. So early in the loan, more of your payment is going to go to interest, and later in the loan, as the principal gets paid down, the principal is lower, more money is going to go to the principal. The term is the length of the time on the loan. So, for example, if you buy a new truck for your brewery, uh, the bank is going to give you a, let's say, a five-year term loan. So that's the term is basically how long you have to, to pay the loan back. Amortization period is the time that you have to repay the loan. So it sounds like it's the same thing as the loan term, but sometimes it's different. So, for example, if you borrow that two million dollars for the warehouse the bank is gonna calculate your payments let's say based on a twenty-year amortization schedule so this spreads the payments over a longer period of time makes them a little easier to handle however the bank isn't gonna fix the interest rate for twenty years they'll only fix it for say five years or seven years and that's the loan term so the amortization period is twenty years but the loan term is say five years or seven years. So typically after those first five years or seven years of fixed interest rate are up, the loan is going to renew and it'll be at a new interest rate, whatever the market rate is at that period of time. So next is an amortization schedule. So not too many people outside of banking and finance are going to use this word, but simply put, an amortization schedule is a repayment schedule. It's a listing of the payments you're going to make on the loan and how much is allocated to principal interest each time you make a payment. So it's it's a payment schedule, it shows you the pay down, shows you how much principal is left at any given time, shows you how much of your monthly payment goes to each principal and interest. Another term that's really important to learn and understand is covenants. So covenants are essentially promises that you're making to the bank in return for the loan. So the bank not only wants to make sure you're going to pay back the money as you agreed to, but they want to make sure that you're uh, hitting certain financial benchmarks along the way. Those financial benchmarks are typically going to come in the form of something that measures a result on your income statement and something that measures the result on your balance sheet. So typically what it will be uh, is a debt service coverage ratio. They want to make sure you've got more money coming in than you're going to have going out relative to the payments that you're going to have to make on the loan. And they're also going to look at some sort of leverage ratio, like how much debt you have relative to the net worth or the equity. So that would be a balance sheet account. So we'll get into those covenants in a little more detail. I think the takeaway here is just understand the word exists, covenants. It's a promise. And it's really important to understand what you're signing up for because once you get the loan, and you're making payments and you think everything is just fine, the bank is going to start asking for some financial reporting and they're going to want to know what is your debt service coverage ratio. They're going to want to know what's your debt to equity ratio. And they'll typically want these on an annual or maybe a quarterly basis. So it's important to know what you've signed up for and how you're going to calculate it and how you're going to report that to the bank and ultimately um, breaking a promise, breaking a covenant is not a good thing. So understanding that these things exist and how they calcu- how they are calculated is really important. So those are some basic loan terms. Uh, next, I want to talk about types of loan structures. So a structure is simply the way the loan is put together. It's the interest rate, repayment term, the covenants, the collateral. It's all the kind of the building blocks of the loan the loan itself. So there's different types of loan structures and as many different types of structures as there are banks, but for our purposes here, let's just focus on the four loans, four types of loan structures that are most common. The first is a working capital line of credit. Next is an equipment line of credit, an equipment loan, and a commercial real estate loan. So I'll dig into each of these uh, in a little more detail here. A working capital loan or working capital line of credit is basically gonna give you cash, working capital cash that you can draw on to smooth out any cash flow bumps if you've got a seasonal or growing brewery. So the credit line is available to act as a cushion. So when you're paying bills, um, make sure you can make payroll and so forth. Uh, So the term of the line of credit may renew yearly or every two to three years. The credit is gonna remain open and available for you as you need it so you can draw upon it. So the line of credit may be linked to your checking account like a sweep to line arrangement. You can think of it Kind of, sort of, as overdraft protection on your personal checking account. So, any overdrafts on the business account will get taken care of by the line of credit. But there again, you need to make sure you have a sweep to line arrangement. Basically, what that means is if you draw negative on your checking, it'll automatically link to your line of credit. So, interest is charged on the principal amount, the outstanding balance that you borrowed. But unlike a regular commercial term loan, there's not a set monthly payment schedule. So interest is charged, and it accumulates on the outstanding balance. The rate that's charged on a line of credit, again, may be based on Prime as a benchmark or LIBOR. You know, a typical rate might be, say, LIBOR plus 2%. um, And there may be a requirement for you to pay the line down to zero at least once a year or once... Every quarter, Um, again, the the terms of the loan are going to dictate what the rules are. The amount that you're going to be given for a line of credit, and the amount you can borrow is going to be determined by a number of factors. First and foremost is what are you asking for, how much you ask for, how much you really need, and how much collateral you're going to have to support the loan. So you can determine your needs by looking at your historical cash flows or by making a projection of what you're going to have for upcoming needs so the bank is gonna look at um, inventory accounts receivable they're looking for items that they can use for collateral uh... to use for this line of credit so they might lend you say fifty percent of your total inventory and maybe fifty percent of your uh, accounts receivable um, so depending on what the amount of those assets you can get a good chunk of credit available when you need it but as with any open-ended credit like credit cards. you got to be careful. you got to be disciplined. Uh, cause just because it's there and just because the bank will loan it to you, it doesn't mean you should spend it all. The next type of loan structure we'll look at is the equipment line of credit. So this loan is similar to a working capital line of credit, except the equipment line of credit is used specifically for purchase of equipment. So if you set this loan up, it gives you available credit to begin purchasing brewing equipment or other assets that you need for your brewery. So once the equipment is purchased, uh, interest only is typically charged on the outstanding balance. And after a period of time, that equipment line of credit is going to convert into a permanent loan, which will have regular monthly principal and interest payments, um, otherwise known as a commercial equipment term loan. So an equipment line of credit can be useful if you need to make a quick decision. Um, for example, if you're looking at maybe used equipment and you find something, but you've got to act quickly, if you've got an li- equipment line of credit set up, it's basically available dry powder, if you will, that you can use uh, to go make that purchase quickly, as opposed to, to identifying the equipment and then going to the bank and then trying to line up financing. That takes time. Um, this is basically a pre-arranged line of credit available specifically for the purposes of uh, of getting equipment for your brewery. So again, once you get you buy uh, the asset and you use the equipment line of credit funds, uh, they will convert into a regular term loan that amortizes, otherwise known as pays down, on a regular basis. So again, that's a commercial equipment. Term loan, and that's what we'll talk about next. So, a commercial equipment term loan is used to purchase assets for your for your business for your brewery. The repayment term in the loan is going to vary depending on what type of assets you're buying. So, for example, if you're buying warehouse equipment, pallet jacks, forklifts, etc., they may have a five year term. Uh, major brewery equipment, new construction, for example, might have a fifteen year term. So the collateral for the loan is going to be the asset that you purchase, whether it's brewing equipment or building improvements or so forth. So in order to secure its interest in the asset, the bank is going to make what's known as a UCC filing on the assets. And the UCC filing basically puts a lien on the equipment so that you can't sell it without the bank's permission until the loan is paid off. So one thing you'll find in working with banks is that they love to be protected and collateral in the form of hard assets makes them feel safe and cozy. So to make them even cozier, the bank is going to only loan you seventy to eighty percent of the purchase price of the asset. So we talked about that earlier in the loan to value. So you're going to need to put up the remaining amount as your equity in the asset that's purchased. So these commercial term loans are going to get paid down, they're going to amortize with regularly scheduled So the payment schedule, the amortization schedule is going to show you how much of each monthly payment goes goes towards interest, how much goes towards paying down the loan principal. So the portion that you pay towards interest is deductible on your income statement, that's interest expense. The portion that you pay towards the principal is not deductible. You do get to write off the principal in another way, and that's via depreciation expense. That's a whole other topic for another day, but that's basically how those two components will work. Interest expense is going to show up on in your income statement, and your principal, the amount that you paid towards principal, is going to show up on your balance sheet, number one, in the form of the asset, and two, in the form of um, basically a reduction of your loan payable as you pay down the principal. Next, we're going to look at a loan structure involving real estate. So a commercial real estate loan. So this type of loan is used to finance land or buildings, warehouses. Banks are going to typically write loans of a longer period of time, say 15 to 25 years on real estate as they figure it's safe collateral. So unlike your new brewery equipment that may lose 20% of its value as soon as you take it, take delivery, the real estate, at least in the eyes of the bankers, is a safer bet to maintain its value. So the bank's going to write you a, let's say, 20-year loan for the real estate purchase, but they won't fix the interest rate for that long. So here we've got the difference between the loan term and the repayment period, the amortization period. So the bank may fix the interest rate for a period of, say, 7 years and amortize the loan over, say, 20 years. So all this means is they're they're writing the loan as if you're going to pay it off over 20 years, but after the fixed Interest rate period expires after the end of that seventh year in this example, the rate's going to change. So, this is just something to be mindful of when you take out a loan of this length. If you're in a period of favorable interest rates, you know, good interest rate environment, um, but it might not be so great when your fixed interest rate period comes up for renewal. So, if we're in a pretty good environment right now, but who knows what's going to happen down the road, but five, seven years. It may not be nearly as favorable. So when that stuff comes up for renewal, uh, there may be some additional cash flow considerations. So, you know, it's interesting. You can get a mortgage on your house with a 30-year fixed interest rate, but few banks are going to fix the interest rate on your commercial real estate loans for longer than, say, seven years, unless you pay an absurdly high rate. And the reason for that, obviously, is that banks are able to package these home mortgages and sell them on the secondary market. Uh, So that didn't work out so well in the mortgage crisis, but 30-year rates are still available today just the same. Uh, There isn't a secondary market for these commercial loans and your warehouse and so forth, so the bank often will hold onto the note and they don't want to fix the interest rate for too long into the future. So here again, banks are going to lend maybe 70 or 80% of the value of the real estate. Uh, if it's a new loan or if it's a refinance, you'll typically need to get an appraisal by a bank approved appraiser. So this is going to set the value and the bank will lend based on this number. So if you've got a $3 million value, the bank is going to lend say up to 80% or 2.4 million and you'll need to come up with the remainder, the remaining 600,000 in this example. So this is your equity it serves as more protection for the bank should there be a problem. So right out of the gate, their loan is only 80% of the market value of the property. So they're protected, they're safe and cozy. So let's look at a brewery expansion loan structure, an example of, of what this might look like. In the banking world, what you need uh, for your brewery expansion and what the bank's gonna need are are, are a term called uses, and the funds to pay for these, which are known as sources. So, so you need uh, sources and uses for your project. So, one of the first steps in planning your expansion is to list these items out. List your needs. What are your uses, and match these up to where the funds are going to come from. And those are called the sources. Uh, so, for example, if you need two million dollars for brewery equipment and a million dollars for construction to expand your warehouse. These are your uses. Most banks again are gonna finance seventy to eighty percent of the cost, and the remainder is gonna come from you in the form of equity. So in this example, the total needs, the total uses are three million, the sources of funds on the project are bank loans of two point four million and equity from you of six hundred thousand. So I'm gonna get into some specific numbers here, and if I lose you, which I may, um, Head over to Craft and you can download this article. Just sign up for the world famous Craft Brewery Finance newsletter. And you can grab this one, uh, get it right in your email, get it in PDF, and uh you can see this specific example, and there's some uh spreadsheet templates that'll help you uh understand these these numbers and how they all fit together maybe a little bit better. So continuing our three million dollar uh brewery project. We're gonna break this into two pieces. We're gonna have commercial equipment term loan to finance the two million of equipment, and the bank's gonna give us one point six million in the form of a loan. Let's say it's a seven year term loan with interest rate of five percent. We do the amortization schedule and we're gonna come up with monthly payments of about twenty three thousand dollars. Big bucks. The loan is gonna be fully paid off in the seven years. Again, a seven year term loan we're paying 23 dollars a month for seven years. We've paid off that $1.6 million. Since we're buying $2 million of equipment, but the bank's only giving us a million, we have to come up with that $400,000. So this can come in the form of cash on hand if we've got it, additional contributions from brewery partners, or some combination of the two. Next, we're going to have the commercial real estate loan to finance our million-dollar warehouse expansion. The bank's going to give us a loan of $800,000, They're going to give us a five-year fixed interest rate term and let's say a 15-year amortization period and 5% interest. So if we do our amortization schedule, that works out to monthly payments of $6,000. So the five-year term of the loan means the interest rate is fixed just for that period of time. The 15-year amortization or payback period means the bank is spreading the payments over a 15-year time frame. So the loan's not going to be paid off after those five years, but it will renew at prevailing interest rates, whatever they are at that time. So since the warehouse expansion is going to cost a million, the bank's only financing or loaning 800,000, we have to come up with an additional 200 in the form of cash or again equity uh, from partners. So it's important to follow the cash flows when you're projecting financing needs. So if you're looking to borrow money, Doing a uses schedule, a sources schedule. Again, where are you going to, what money do you need? Where are you going to get it from? Um, then ultimately, how are you going to pay it back? So in summary, the new loans are going to require new loan payments. Based on our example above, uh, we're going to need to come up with 600000 in cash to fund the difference between the total brewery expansion costs and the amount that the bank is going to loan to us. We're also going to have new monthly payments, of principal and interest, which again, in this example, total about $28,000 per month to pay for the new loans. So, these cash obligations have to be built into your overall financial pro forma, and that pro forma is a a projection of, obviously, your sales, margins, expenses, and cash flows, and you got to make sure that you're able to meet these new obligations. So, to wrap up, Uh, This podcast, we've gone over an introduction to financing basics, covered the nuts and bolts of borrowing money to finance your expansion or your new brewery startup or your equipment purchase, talked about loan terminology, reviewed the different types of loans that banks provide, and we went through an example of a typical expansion financing arrangement. So the decision to borrow money to finance new purchases is a big decision. The rewards include you're able to produce more beer to meet demand, and the risks include the concern about not being able to pay the loans back and meet the covenants. So go through the loan terms, get a working knowledge of these types of loan structures, talk with other craft breweries and ask how they finance their expansion or purchase or startup. Really just arm yourself with this knowledge so you can get the best loan arrangement possible for your brewery. So in closing, the world needs your beer. So get out there and expand. Until next time, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Craft Brewery Finance Podcast where we combine beer and numbers so that you can improve financial results in your brewery. For more resources, tools, guides, and online courses, visit craftbreweryfinance.com. And don't forget to sign up for the world-famous Craft Brewery Finance newsletter. Until next time, get out there and improve financial results in your brewery today.